This is the Books Podcast presented by Tim Haig. This is the Books Podcast, which is coming today from the uh, the Two Chairman Pub just off Trafalgar Square for an excellent reason, and it's because we're talking about Mike Ripley's new book, Angels and Others. And Angel, in the title, is uh, is your well, your your principal character. He's your your um, almost alter ego, um, and I, I think you said that. This is one of the few pubs in London that Angel has never been in. I don't think so, no. I'll have to see if I can rectify that with hindsight. Um, but he would have done, given a half a chance. But Trafalgar Square has been a bit refined for Angel. It's also a bit central for him. I'm sure yeah. he's driven around it in Armstrong. Oh, yeah. We're going to come to Armstrong in a minute, because I want to tie down for the listener who Angel is. Um, the, 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 we're almost in, in crime writing territory but sort of not quite or are we what well I, I think so i mean i think it's that <coughs> strange um rarefied side street some would say ghetto of crime writing called comedy crime there ain't very many of us doing it um and it doesn't pay very well but it's fun um but there is a long tradition uh, actually in english crime writing and uh, that's where i found myself by accident i started off wanting to write a funny book and it ended up being read by the editor of Collins Crime Club, who thought it was hysterical. And picked it up. And, I picked and, it up. And so it, be- yeah. it became part of, of that. And I, I suddenly suddenly realised I was a crime writer. And as a matter of fact, the first time we ever met you and we was at, uh, at they published an anthology of, of crime yeah. stories. And there was an angel story in, in was that. the first angel story, I think, yeah. Um, which is, of course, in, in this mm. book, because it's a collection of stories. Yeah. I want to talk, before we talk about this book in particular, about Angel himself. Um, what's he like... What does he do? As little as possible. Um, Bit of a loafer. Yeah, he was best described by somebody as um, a young Arthur Daly with a degree, which I I quite like. And I thought about that only this week, because George Cole has recently passed away. Um, But I think George Cole would have approved of the the sort of character. um, He desperately tries to be um, unconventional in the sense that he starts life back in the late 80s as a jazz trumpeter when absolutely nobody was listening to traditional jazz or giving it much of a thought. And when it became popular, sort of revived, then he immediately went off it and became, in, went into a salsa band when nobody had ever heard of salsa. But now, of course, and he keeps, so he keeps, they having, keep he keeps having to move on to be behind the times, if you see what I mean. <laughs> but he's, he's definitely a... Um, He's not somebody who's dropped out so much as he never dropped in. I mean, he consciously stays outside of things. He has no mortgage, he has no um, dependence, he has no responsibilities. And for a long time, you don't think he's got a... In the, in the course of the books, he doesn't appear to have a family. But in the end, I had to sort of relent and uh, introduce the family after about six books. Well, the, the, there is in the course... Uh, there are 15 books, I think, in the, in yeah, the All together, series. yeah. Um, so you, you had to fill in... <laughs> perforce, you had to fill in some of the backstory. Yes. There are other ways that you characterise Angel, and that's, of course, the, the, the characters that you surround him with. Uh, you, you've joked that the, the books are really about his cat. He's <laughs> yeah. got a cat called Springsteen, um, well, who yeah. is psychotic and yeah. uh, dangerous, dangerous and everybody's dangerous. frightened of Springsteen yeah. um, and, and uh, that, that sort of characterises him because Angel, Angel has a curious relationship with, with the cat I, he, he clearly loves it and cares about it and in one of the books he gets very cross because somebody kicks him 
Oh, yes. No. And yet it's, it's hard to feel any warmth towards Springsteen. Well, I don't care. Of course, Angel doesn't care. <laughs> and Springsteen certainly doesn't care. <laughs> so, I mean, <clears throat> you know, they have each other. They, he's one's a sidekick to the other. I'm not sure which is which. But um, uh, they were a good, a good duo, I think. Uh, and, uh, well, trio, if you include uh, Armstrong. Yeah, in, and of course there are casualties along the way. Tell me about Armstrong. Well, Armstrong is a, is a black cab. It's a lo- de-licensed London black taxi. Uh, they're all lost in type, originally. And uh, this appealed to Angel because it's the one thing that you can follow people around in, in London, and nobody notices you, because there are black cabs everywhere. Also, you can park on W lines and, you know, don't get parking tickets so much. Uh, and it, that was inspired by the fact that I, I was at university with a, a madman who um, actually bought one. I didn't realise you can actually you can actually buy them in those days. As long as you didn't drive them in London, you could buy one once they'd finished their life as a cab. And I thought, God, it's wonderful. wonderful because they're thing. they're wonderful machines. Yeah, they're, they're fabulous can, cars. And uh, you know, I've, I've since owned cars that uh, built by BMW that don't have the turning circle of a of a fifty year old Austin. But I, I love them, and it just seemed the best vehicle. I mean, the, then, of course, the disadvantage is that when he goes out into the country, he sticks out like a mile. So the Angel books where that does happen, oh, yes, something does happen. One of the books he goes out to Wales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could spot him hundreds of spot miles coming, away. Yeah. In fact, I think one of them, he goes on a fox hunt in Cambridge. <laughs> yes, which really doesn't work in a black cab. As well as the angel stories, and there are half a dozen of those, there's, there's another, uh, no, seven stories, so that makes 13 altogether. Um, I want to talk about one of them. Uh, my favourite of the non-angel stories is that, um, that final one, whose name uh, is Old Soldiers. <laughs> um, it's very short. I mean, you, you say that you can't write short stories. That one's very short and, and absolutely packed. And, well, tell me about it. I could tell you about it, but well, why don't you tell me? <coughs> uh, that was... Um there was an uh, so I normally respond to people doing an, saying we're doing an anthology, and a, a, an anthologist called Mike Ashley, I think it was, um, who's done lots and lots of crime anthologies, uh, told me that he was doing uh, the mammoth book of Roman who Roman mysteries or Roman who mm-hmm. and I thought this is fantastic because because at the time I was working as an archaeologist. And uh, doing actually digging uh, what's known as the Boudican layer, sort of destruction, or when uh, during the Boudican revolt in AD 61. And I felt so I was into all that. And uh, and the old soldiers in this story are Roman soldiers. They are. Sorry, yeah. And, and occupying. <coughs> uh, Roman and soldiers. so I started researching researching the whole period of the Roman invasion, and uh, uh, as an archaeologist, and I discovered that. Uh, some of the first legions to go west, I mean, after they landed in Kent, uh, was um, uh, was actually commanded by the man who went on to be the Emperor Vespasian, which I thought, oh, that's interesting. And he went to, to um, Dorset and to Maiden Castle and places like where I'd been and I knew. And so I started looking into that and I just got this idea because the whole thing was about um, druids and uh, whether uh, I had a, this... You know, there's a lot of romantic stuff about druids, and and uh, in my my view, they were a sort of cross between the the Taliban and the SS. I mean, they were the the shock troops of of Celtic religion, 
and the Romans didn't like them. And everywhere else the Romans went, they allowed the local religion to carry on, as long as it changed its names, changed the name of the gods to the Roman ones, but the practice went on straight. The only two places where this didn't happen were Palestine, where they had a bit of a head-banging session with the Jews. Yeah, the because Jews are troublesome. The Jewish, Jews wouldn't conform. Yeah. Uh, and in Britain, with the, the Celtic Druids, a particular strain of Druids there. And so they wiped them out. And they wiped them out on, on Anglesey, which is the Holy Island, and they attacked him. But in this campaign against the Druids, I just had the vision, what happens if you had a Roman soldier um, who met one? And it was, it was talking about it sort of years afterwards. And it's this little um, thing about how... How uh, well? Won't give it too no, much away. No, don't give it away because there's, <coughs> there's a little twist. It's there a is a five-page story, which is another thing I discovered. Which but it, but it's basically you know yeah we uh, they the soldiers were soldiers like they are today. Yeah, you've got a little sideline in, in historical fiction, haven't you? you yeah, you did a I've book, done two um, or three. I've done about Harrowwood the Wake, which I thought yeah. was terrific. I uh, yes, I much. did a book about Boudicca. Uh, and I've also written one about King Arthur, which nobody in their right minds will publish. But uh, <laughs> I was wondering how I didn't know that one. <laughs> but uh, but the uh, no, that was a twist because I, I found there's a little bit of um, Roman military MacGuffin, as it were. Uh, and I thought, what happens if uh, if a druid found this out? And the whole style is is like the Magnificent Seven. It's it's fairly hard boiled Western. We you know don't we come heading for a shootout because we're going to get you. Well, because you're. Your take on this is that um, is that soldiers are soldiers, yeah, wherever, wherever they yeah, are yeah. in the world and whenever they yeah, were. Yeah, that's right. And they they've been told go in the maximum force at the point of impact, fewest casualties possible, and that's their job. And won't they do it? Damn the consequences. And in addition to thirteen stories, um, there's a screenplay. Um, <coughs> again, you, you've you've got form in this screenplay business. <laughs> I, I read a book called Double Take. Where, Ten or fifteen years ago, yeah. of yours, which was it wasn't a, it wasn't an angel book, but it was a sort of a heist, Stanley. a caper, yeah. uh, stealing something from Heathrow, I think. Which stealing you everything a, from Heathrow, <laughs> yeah, which you did as a novel and no, as a screenplay. No, it was written as a screenplay first, uh, but it was published as. But yeah, because it yeah. was never made. And uh, and there's a, a an angel screenplay in this book. How did that come about? Well, that was the the rights to Angel were bought um, with the second book. And then nothing happened. And after about six years, I got the rights back and they were sold again. And this time, the company that bought them wanted to go big time and do a, um, almost like a Morse, Inspector Morse. They wanted to do a two-hour film as a pilot. And they offered me a lot of money to write the screenplay, which I did. And I handed it in and about a week after handing it in, the company went bust. Well, at least they paid you. <clears throat> yeah, but then they actually asked me if I'd like to buy the rights back for more than they paid me, <laughs> which I thought was, I thought was uh, you know, Angel would approve of that. Um, and I said, no, I'll just wait the, other, the next two months until they revert to me automatically, which is what happened. <laughs> so that's how this... Um and, but uh, I, and that, was, that was done nearly 20 years ago, I think, the screenplay. I'll get on for that. Uh, and honestly, it has, not been, it has only been seen on Earth by one other person above me and uh, I, I found it in a box <laughs> and thought said to the editors of this book how about sticking one of these in as well because uh, I know people liked when we did it did the same thing with double take because people are curious very curious as to how a story will get into a screenplay format we, we've touched on some other um, writing and I, I want to have a quick word before we finish about 
crime writing in general. You you were doing a newsletter called Getting Away with Murder, which, by the way, I really like. It brings me up to date. You you know everybody and yes. everything that's going on. And it, it, I'm, it, I'm having to join Name Droppers Anonymous. <laughs> and why not? But I, As I said to the Duke of Edinburgh only yesterday. <laughs> what I was going to ask is, it, it seems to me other genres, you know, if you, the science fiction genre is full of geeks, and your romance genre is for, for ladies with oh, cats, uh, or romance, in some cases, yeah. ladies with husbands who are... Romantic fiction, less that's, that's, that's dangerous. But Don't go crime there. writing. Oh, crime writing is genre but mainstream. It, it seems to me to be... It, it's not o- occupied by odd corners of people in the same way. And there are, one, there are one or two weird, weird areas. Uh, there are one or two places where you don't like to lift the stone too, too much. And there are, there are. I've reviewed books this year that are written in terms of texts and um, yeah, what the hell do they call those face things? Emoticons. Emo- emoticons. Yeah. yeah. And and it's all done like that to be trying with it. And I thought, oh, give us a break, you know. Just five just, years from now, though. Just find a, find a body. Yeah, there will be. There will be. Yeah. But then again, as I said at the beginning, I'm in that great little ghetto of comedy crime writers where we just do it for a laugh. Well, you know what still will be readable five years from now? Angels and Others by Mike well, I Griffin. certainly hope so. Oh, I'm absolutely sure of it. Mike, thank you very much. Let me get you another pint. About time to. That was The Books Podcast with Tim Haig. The Books Podcast is produced by Green Shoot. You can find out more at www.green-shoot.com and Tim can be contacted on tim at green-shoot.com.